0: Welcome back to our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany. Last week, we were glad to be joined by Senators Mac Middleton and Bill Ferguson as the State House began this year's legislative session. But this week, we're turning our attention back outside Annapolis to learn more about the grassroots work being done across the state to affect positive change for Marylanders. Emerge Maryland is one of 24 state chapters of Emerge America an organization which is committed to encouraging and training women to run for office, providing resources and connections to other candidates and elected officials. Specifically in Maryland, the chapter offers a number of tools to new candidates, including access to an alumni network of women that have already been through Emerge's trainings and subsequently been elected to office. The chapter notes that in 225 years of Maryland statehood, only nine women have been elected to Congress and no women have ever served as governor. To hear more about the work they're doing to address this disparity, we're joined today by Emerge Maryland's Executive Director, Diane Fink. Diane, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for asking
1: me. We're um, honored to be here.
0: Great. Um, So... Just to get us started, Emerge itself is dedicated to inspiring women to run for office and helping refine their skills as candidates. Uh, Particularly in the wake of the 2016 election, it seems that more women than ever have been galvanized to run for office. So what is Emerge Maryland doing right now to capitalize on the momentum and energy that we're seeing from women around the state? Yeah,
1: great question. So we've been working around the clock uh, to make sure that we are helping women find an outlet for the energy that has been created. Um, Actually, since the summer before the election, we saw an uptick in in applications. There was a bit of a Hillary bump for us. So we had um, the largest class that we've ever had in 2017, and it was 23 women in that class and 20 of them are running in 2018. Wow! So we trained them and got them ready well ahead of the 2018 cycle. And since then, there has been more and and more who have stepped up that came too late for us to put them through our longer um, program. But we did run one-day workshops to help them figure out what their best political, personal political path would be, whether it's running for office, helping on another campaign, becoming active in, a, in an issue-based uh, type of um, campaign, uh, you know, or you know, a lot of these Facebook pages and, and groups that have broken off um, since the election that have become, you know, high profile, uh, finding, they're finding their way into these groups and doing some organizing there, so...
0: And you talked about, you know, helping people find an outlet for that energy. Do you all do anything in terms of recruitment? Like, uh, how, how exactly are you getting connected with these women? Are you partnering with any other organizations? Is it kind of grassroots? Um, how are you guys uh, getting in touch with these potential candidates?
1: Yeah, so we do um, we do work with other organizations. We've always been, you know, open and working with some unions, especially the teachers union. Um, but when it comes to the activism, uh, I joined and many of our board members are on a lot of these Facebook pages and we have heavily advertised um, that we're getting ready to recruit for the next class or that we do the training and they might want to think about the future and coming in uh, doing a workshop with us over the summer. Um, so yes we, we have partnerships. Um, the national organization Emerge America has built some partnerships so they send us information on those within Maryland, if we have connected with them yet. Um, but we pretty much, you know, after six years, um, other than the new ones that have been kind of coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. um, we've been working pretty closely with other organizations and groups in order to to recruit women into the program.
0: Sure. And I know that you mentioned um, that you personally saw an uptick in your organization with Hillary Clinton running for president. Um, but there's a, a number of issues right now that are really... Um, sparked women to want to run for office in order to spark personal change. Um, This is also an incredibly important moment for victims and survivors of sexual assault and harassment. Uh, The Me Too and Time's Up movements are shedding some much needed and long overdue light on some systemic issues in a broad range of industries and occupations. So can you talk a little bit more about what's at stake in these movements, particularly in Maryland? Well, I mean,
1: seriously, the, the whole reason women have not felt comfortable voicing their concerns and their complaints and their uh, the horror that happens, you know, with any level of sexual assault or sexual harassment is because there aren't enough of them around in these environments, you know, to feel comfortable or safe in doing so. So, yeah, we are there to help funnel women into positions of power. Their voices are amplified. Uh, on every level, whether it's just if it's workplace complaints, sorry or um, uh, you know trying to to for example, in trying to push forward a bill that talks about sexual harassment or anything like that, you know if you're the only wo- if you're the only woman at the table and you don't have anybody else there to back you up or to give you know to to flush out that perspective. Um, it can be lonely. And it's the same with sexual harassment. You know, It's clearly a man's world, and we are trying to change that.
0: Absolutely. And um, speaking of that a little bit, we are actually approaching the one-year anniversary of the Women's March, uh, which encapsulated a number of issues, health care, immigration reform, and reproductive rights, just to name a few. But there's going to be a number of events worldwide for that anniversary, including some happenings here in Maryland that Emerge will be co-sponsoring. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about this year's Women's March events and How they can get involved?
1: Yeah, well, you know we are uh, helping with the Baltimore and getting the word out the Baltimore event, uh, making sure that we're driving women to that event. It's so it's convenient to them. So, you know, many of them maybe don't want to go downtown. There'll be some great speakers there. Uh, Some Emerge alum, I understand, are going to be speaking at that one. And we're going to be tabling actually at an event in Frederick. So, I happen to live in Frederick, and the city of Frederick has had a really nice march last year well attended, Mm -hmm. and this year we expect the same amount of people and we're going to be having a table there so that we can hand out information to women who can um, get involved. And I think the march highlights um, pretty much everything that that women want. Women go for different reasons, they they attend, you know, they have their own personal reasons for wanting to march, and whether it's political, um, you know, they're angry at Trump, or they're looking to raise awareness on health care. Um, or sexual assault. But the bottom line is, is we're all marching for equal rights, civil rights for women, equal rights. And I think that that's the one thing that we really all come together on, is that we want to be seen as 100% full-fledged human beings and citizens in a country that doesn't recognize women as such yet.
0: Absolutely, and we'll certainly be giving our followers um, more information about those events, especially as they get a little bit closer. Um, but just before we close out, uh, Diane, do you want to leave our listeners with anything else about uh, the upcoming election or how they can further get involved in their communities and running for office? Yes,
1: so, you know, it's a, it's been interesting and fun to watch the women that have come out who have not been politically active in the past and see them bloom into really passionate, and talented activists, and some of them candidates. Uh, we will have on the upcoming ballot in 2018 from our alumna pool uh, over 40 women running for office offices statewide. Wow! Yes, um, and so and including some in this current class that we have. So this is something that um, you know we want to encourage women to explore this. We have a summer program. It's a workshop that helps women decide whether or not running for office is for them. We give them the, the good, the bad, and the ugly about running because it's not a cakewalk. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's something that, you know, if you have the fire in your belly, that we definitely encourage you to, to think about and to decide, to help you choose which seat to run for, for example. So um, there's that. And then, you know, there's always um, so many other organizations that are out there that do encourage women in in leadership positions in their communities, and um, you know we can help help direct them to what would fit be their best fit. If they want to look, somebody wants to look at our website, um, they can get our contact information. Give me a call, send me an email,
0: and we'll f- help them figure it out. And just really quickly for our w- listeners, what is your website? www.emergemaryland.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Again, um, hopefully some of our uh, listeners can see you and your team at the events in Baltimore and Frederick uh, coming up soon. But thank you again so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, and join us again next week for more from Our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.ourmaryland.us for the most up-to-date news and information.